Teaching Ministry of Pastor Taiwo Udukoya, the Senior Pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. It's Children's Day. You see, I want to read a scripture to you, so I want to address them first of all. It won't be long. That's why I'll have you stand up, remain standing from Psalm um, 127. Hallelujah. I'll read from verse 4 to the end. Psalm 127. Oh, from verse hmm, 3 to the end. 3. Yeah. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. The foot of the womb is a reward, like arrows in the hand of a warrior. So are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed. Children, you will never be ashamed. In the name of Jesus. But shall speak with the enemies in the gate. Glory be to God in the highest. If you look at um, the TPT or the message, it says you are a gift. You are God's gift. One says, I think message says you are the best gift that God has ever given to man. I want you children to look at yourself and say to yourself, say, I am a special gift to my parents. I can't hear you. Say it like you mean it. Say it laughing. Say it. I'm a special gift. And say it again. Say, I'm a special gift to my parents. I'm a special gift to the Fountain of Life Church. I'm a special gift to Nigeria. I'm a special gift to my generation. I can hear you, children. Any special gift in the house? Oh my goodness, you are a special gift. You see, why I'm asking you to stand up is because I want you to understand that you are special in the hand of God. And I'm not just talking, it's the truth. You see, I read one story many years ago. I'm talking to the children now. This man's name is Tony Compolo. He's an old man now, maybe a bit older than me. He's a professor. The guy is intelligent, he's, he's perfectly smart. And of course, a believer in God, a Christian. So he said when he was a child, when he began to understand things, he grew up hearing his mother saying, you are the best. He didn't quickly understand. Then after a while, he began to understand because uh, the mother kept on saying it and will explain certain things to him when he will ask. He said, because you are not from here, that was in America, said, you are from Israel. And you see, every Israelite is God's covenant child. Say, and your father is an Israelite, or Israeli nowadays. And your mother, me, I'm an Israeli. So you are an Israeli. So what I'm telling you is that you are not like any other person. You are God's special gift. And the boy kept on hearing that. So when he would get to school, on the way to school, he would be telling himself, I am God's special gift. And when things would look tough at school, he would say, but I am God's special gift. And when he would run into trouble with some of his mates and they would try to rubbish him, they say, it's because you don't know me. I am God's special gift. Those who know me like me. But you see, you will get to, get, you'll get to know me. And then you will, you will be forced to like me because I am God's special. Any God's special gift in the house? I can't hear the children. So you are going to ask mommy and daddy when you get home today, say, am I God's special gift? You hear what they're going to tell you. Because this scripture we just read said, you are God's special gift. And see, from God's side, 
God gave the best. You are the best gift that God can give to a man. And so he gave you as a gift to your daddy and mommy. And of course to us in Fountain. Then to Nigeria. Then to your generation. That means that favor will follow you all your life in Jesus' name. Are you hearing me? You are special. Even when things look tough, just say, God, I thank you because I know I'm special. And if I'm special, help me. He will make you special. Hello. Come on, church, appreciate them. Hallelujah. We give God all the glory. So I want you to understand that that's who you are. And besides, you know, Jesus died for you. You understand what I'm saying? Remember this song? I'm sure you've sang it before in children's church. Those of us who are 18 and, you know, many years back, and then the younger ones, maybe recently. Jesus loves me this. I. You, you, you know this song? Sing it. Let me hear you. Come on. Just follow us with the beat. Good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, you were taught that in church, right? And you know what that is saying? It's telling you that God loves you. That Jesus loves you. And when you sing that song, you are reminding yourself, Jesus loves me. And then you now say, this I know. So if you know it, anywhere you go, you will remind yourself, Jesus loves me. You understand it? So sometimes you just sing it to yourself on the inside. Jesus lost me. Jesus lost me. Jesus lost me. Jesus lost me. You see, when I was in the secondary school, in my school I had classmates and schoolmates whose fathers were Nigerian ambassadors, um, whose fathers were major generals in the army, whose fathers were then we didn't have ministers. We called them federal commissioners. Which fathers were federal commissioners in Nigeria? I mean, highly placed people, successful people. My daddy too was successful. But my daddy was, um, he wasn't that big. But you see, my daddy was big in my eyes. Very big. Oh, I love my daddy. Anyway, so when we get to school, you will see all these children from well-to-do homes. When you see their shoes, man. When you see the kind of jacket they wear, wow. I didn't have the type. Some of them were kind. When they bring the extra biscuits and all the stuff, then I didn't know what Witterbix was. So when, they would, when we come to school, I'll bring my gari out, you know. True. And my cabin biscuit, Oxford biscuit. And some kuli kuli in my box. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> but, we, <laughs> but I enjoyed it. Those were what my parents could afford me, you know. Because they loved me. They gave me their best. But my maybe something will bring oh boy, assorted. They'll be coming to school, they'll be coming from England, coming from the US. Ah, I never travel beyond Kadnazaria. I scarcely I would scarcely come to Lagos. True. But you see, I will remember what my daddy will tell me from home and my mom. My mom will say something. You see. Of course, even during the holidays, as early as form three, that's year nine, my classmates would come visit us at home. They would come in their father's cars. Oh. I'll be looking. Then they'll call me over in the north. Oh, don't scare kitchen. I say, Kai. Then I'll go out. 
Then when they leave, they pick me the car, we go around town, they drop me back. Then I'll sit down. Then my mom would come. He said, hey, what's wrong with you? What are you thinking? I said, nothing, mommy. Because I'm thinking, this was have all. We didn't have. Then my mom would say, you have. I said, really? He said, yeah, you have. He said, aren't you in the same school? I said, yeah. I said, then you have. I said, okay, yes, I have. So in school, I'll be thinking to myself, I'll say, well, your daddy could have had more opportunities than my dad. Very fine. But you and I, we are contemporaries. Yeah, so you and I, we grow up together in this Nigeria, in this world, and then we go to the same market. They say, ah, it's you and I. I'm feeling the fire now in my life. True, I will tell myself at age 14, age 15, age 16, and I will tell myself, I will do well in the exams. I will make sure I beat most of them. And God did it for me. Children, hear me. So when you remember Jesus loves me, tell yourself, say, my daddy tells me Jesus loves me. My mommy tells me Jesus loves me. Jesus himself tells me he loves me. I must be loved. So no matter who is trying to oppress or suppress you or bully you, you say, it's because he doesn't know me. I'm a special one with Jesus. He loves me specially. So before you go to bed in the night, sing to say, Jesus loves me. Sing to yourself. When you wake up in the morning, going to school. There's another song we sing to. This little light. This little light of mine. How do you sing that? This little light of mine. Okay. Aha. I'm gonna let it. Aha. Come on. Come on. Let's join them. Children. Aha. Aha. I'm gonna let it shine. Uh-huh. This little light of mine. I'm gonna let it shine. Yes, let it shine. Let it shine. Come on, children, clap for yourselves. Okay. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Ah, praise the Lord. See, children, hear me. There are many areas where your parents are not bold enough to stand and talk. You will stand beyond those areas in Jesus' name. That's what I'm saying. You belong to Jesus. And then you are a fountainier. Somebody shout hallelujah. Amen. You will rule your world. In the name of Jesus. Children stand up. Let me pronounce over your lives. Glory be to God in the highest. Hallelujah. You know, I was thinking of you this morning and I was just thinking of scriptures. It says, great shall be your peace. And in the name of Jesus, great shall be your peace. Any devil that will try to upset your peace, God will upset them. In the name of Jesus. He said, you'll be more knowledgeable than your teachers. So yes, we'll be teaching you, but you'll grow up more knowledgeable. In the name of Jesus. God will give you great understanding in the name of Jesus. Say you'll be wiser than the ancient. You see, the older you become, the wiser you become. But you, even at your young age, you'll be full of wisdom in the name of Jesus. You know why? God loves you specially. He has given you his spirit and you are a winner any day. And he says that you'll be great in life and honestly you'll be great you'll be greater than mommy in the name of Jesus you'll be greater than daddy you'll be greater than the president of your country today you'll be greater in the name of Jesus you are a child of God you have the spirit of God inside of you and fountain loves you your daddy loves you your mommy loves you. Your Sunday school teachers love you. All the pastors here love you. Every fountainer loves you. And Pastor Taiwo loves you. Come on, let me clap for them. Say, Happy Children's Day. 
Amen. And if you are sitting near them, help me, hug them, help me, tap their hands, tap that, and let them know that they are highly celebrated today. Glory be to God in the highest. Okay. Let me talk to us leaders. And of course, I know they are hearing. I learned one thing from Pastor Numpty of blessed memory. Every time she spoke to the children, she would say, I love you. And they would say, love you. I remember one song that you sing to them every night, even when we travel, she would sing over the video to them. Good night, boys and boys, good night. They would reply. I love you so much. I they would reply. And so they would always look forward to that. And even if we were already sleeping, they would call. They say, good night, mommy, mommy, good night. I love you so much. I love Tim, Tim, I just, I know you are strong. Sing it, let me hear you. Good night, mommy, mommy, good night. Then she'd reply to us, good night, night boys, 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 good, good night. night. I love you, mommy. I love you so much. I love you. I love you, I love you so much. Every day. And well, when it pleased God to call her home, some lady called me, said, you know, the mother will always tell them, I love you. I said, yeah. I said, don't let there be a gap. Oh, I said, thank you. So every time I call him, I say, I love you. And they say, I love you too. Then I tell the, the grandchildren, I, say, I love you. I'll describe them by some good qualities they have. And they go, kick, 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 kick. love you, grandpa. Love you, daddy. That's where I'm coming from for this message. Follow me. Remember, again, let's read from the book of from, um, Psalm 127. And then we read those three verses together. 127, from verse 3. Everybody together. Behold, children are a heritage from the Lord. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Hallelujah. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but shall speak with their enemies in the gate. Can you imagine that your children are doing well? Some are angry. You'll be amazed. Even in the church, you'll be, you'll be, you'll be shocked. And that's why you can't leave a gap. Don't let me pray myself. Let me go Gently, let me go step by step. A second scripture I'll read before I begin to make my comment is Matthew in chapter 19. Matthew 19. I'll read from verse 13. Then little children were brought to him, to Jesus, that is, that he might put his hands on them and pray. But the disciples rebuked them. But Jesus said, let the little children come to me, New King James, and do not forbid them for of such is the kingdom of heaven. Praise the Lord. I say praise the Lord. Okay. I will get into where I stopped as I, as I speak on. Jesus typically teaching or ministering. And here were some women all they wanted was for Jesus to lay hands on their children. They knew something. 
But it looked like the situation was not conducive. Maybe some serious matters were going on. So disciples rebuked them. There are many things, many times we get into some activities and children's involvement will be a disturbance. And that was what they thought. And I think um, it was natural. But Jesus stopped them. He said, suffer the little children. Don't stop them from coming to me. Let them come. So no matter how important what he was doing, Jesus was indirectly saying, this is equally important, if not more important. So a lot of times, we run into problems with our priorities. But today, particularly, I'm talking about our children. So we get so busy sometimes that the children can wait. But there are situations where, no, 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 you should stop something for them. You should give attention to them. The creator of the, of the universe, the maker of everything, deemed it fit to stop anything and everything to attend to them. So what can be more important in your own priority list? that will not allow you to give prompt attention to them. I looked at it closely as well. If you look at the whole chapter, just three verses there about, you could pull it out and it will not change the meaning of the, of the chapter. It doesn't even connect with what was being said before and what followed immediately. But it was just there teach us something and to call our attention to something. I guess for a day like this, so that we can lay emphasis on certain things. So I looked at it for a while, meditating and asking the Holy Ghost to help me see more. I thank God he helped me and helped me and my wife, depending on the time with the children. And God has been faithful. But you see, a lot of times, I mean, when I now look back, I realize a lot of times I made the same mistakes. But for us who are here today, I believe that we can begin to at least get it from today and collect certain things. But where your children are grown up and they're adults, well, you can at least you'll be in a place to counsel them. Glory be to God in the highest. And now, if you see what happened, let me again pick it from there. The disciples rebuked them. They didn't, mean, they didn't mean bad. They were trying to get things to be done decently and orderly. We will get to, to you in a while, but for now, please, it's a serious, we're in a serious session. But Jesus said, I will break any serious session for the children. And so he brought them in. But how did they get them? How did they do it? The Bible said they rebuked them. So first let me get into how we can stop children. Stop them from what? I believe, from what I've read, that what Jesus was saying is this, please, don't oppress these children. Don't suppress their enthusiasm. And one way to do it is by, you say, yeah, we want to discipline them. You need to discipline your children, really. But you can overdo it. And when we overdo it, that's what Jesus was saying, you will suppress their enthusiasm. And when you do that continuously, you will affect their self-esteem. You are disturbing God's process in their lives. We have this tradition of respect, which is very good, this part of the world. But a lot of times, we take it too far that will break the wheel and the enthusiasm of our children. We so break it that they are not able to compete in the world that God has given them. Shut up! Do it! 
something. I know he's wrong. The boy must have made a mistake or must have done something wrong or the girl must have done something wrong. And yes, it's your responsibility to correct, but don't do it in a way that they won't be able to stand again. I was in form two. My dad and I had gone to the hospital for, well, we went to the pharmacy. I think he had some things to collect and I think some cough mixture for me or so. And there were these fine bottles, plastic bottles, beautiful bottles. They stacked them out there. So when we were leaving, my dad asked from the guy there at the counter, he said, I saw some fine bottles out there. He said, yeah. He said, can I have some? He said, sure, you can. He said to him, I'll pick two. As we got out, and we're going to say that, so we're going to, then the guy's boss was driving in. Probably he was a hard man. I think he was a hard man. Everybody's talked about, I mean, said things like that. The moment the guy pulled up, now he could see us, and we were bending to pick. My dad said, no, 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 let's go, let's go, let's go. I said, daddy, 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 we're already bending. Let me pick it. He said, no, 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 no. I left it with my dad. I followed my dad away. I felt bad. You say, why? My dad has been so cultured in that culture of respect. And, and see, he wasn't stealing. He had permission. And now the guy was looking at us. He couldn't, he had to quickly, let's go, let's go, let's go. Don't you know you do that a lot to your children sometimes? So I couldn't ask my dad. I don't know what the guy felt. We were going, I was looking back at the guy. I said, who are you, by the way? That body will be checking and running from you. Don't make your children feel that way. My daddy was a good man, but he came from that culture of over-respect. That when you prostrate, you prostrate so much that even the person you are prostrating for won't feel like I'm putting my leg on you. Have you seen a situation where you are greeting someone, ladies, and they are leaving you there? Ah, uh, uh, come on. What that person is trying to do is to break your will and destroy your self-esteem. That's what Jesus was fighting against. And so I struggled a bit in life. I'm like my dad. I don't like to offend people. And because I don't like to offend people, I move back and they walk all over me a lot of times. But some of us, some of my siblings are not like that. They're like my mom. My mom is gentle, she won't look for trouble, but when you before you beat the second she'll hold her hand. So I prayed. When I begin to have children, I said my children will be able to speak up anywhere in the world. And I will defend their cause anywhere in the world. As long as I'm alive. Be they boys or girls. If they are such precious gift to God, don't you know that the honors is on you to make sure that they are nurtured and brought up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. You know why? So that they can fully manifest all that God has given them. That's why they are in your care. It becomes a disaster if in such a family there's an abuse, whether physical, emotional, or verbal. It doesn't help children. Most when the abuse is directed to them. But apart from rebuke, there's another way we can oppress them, neglect. Because when they rebuke them there, they're going to be kept outside the ring of the activities of that day. But there was a blessing waiting for them. So a lot of times we neglect them too. We know we are pretty busy, you know. 
particularly in this ancient time that detox travels because it has to it has to bring in the money and the bills are ever piling what of mommy mommy too has to work and even when she's at home the house chores even with the with the, all the house helps she still has to give attention so sometimes the babies or children are neglected so sometimes we neglect them and sometimes too we overindulge them that too will create problems let me quickly touch on the premium that God places on children from what you've read said they are the heritage of the Lord. Children had the heritage of the Lord. You know what heritage means? Choice possession. So in other words, we parents are caretakers. Well, if you didn't, I mean, for some of us around my age or 10 years, 15 years younger than me, even then, your children by now, by now you begin to understand that you are a caretaker. The moment they begin to come out of secondary school, ah, they're on their own. <laughs> you are your own. And if you have that privilege to send them abroad, ah, you think you ever get them to come and sit down in your house again and say, come here, come here. Well, they'll, they'll visit you. Yes, you heard me well. Visit. That's all. <laughs> like it's happening abroad, it's happening here. Even if they're not abroad, by the time they are 18 and they are graduates or they are nearing, to, nearing graduation, they begin to say, when I want to move out, I'm working now. Say, Dad, thank you for your Ikeja or your Suleri. I'm going to Leki. That's it. Yeah? And after a while, it brings you a boy or a girl. I say, that's my friend. In those days, you'll be hiding them. They will bring you, say, that's my friend. Say, ah, where you are? For goodness sake, <laughs> it can be your baby, but your baby is somebody's girlfriend and soon to be somebody's mother. Come on. And the earlier you realize that, the better for you and the child. I'm talking about the premium God places on them. I, I was just thinking that that day when the disciples, hey, you know, Jesus probably was like, what do you mean? Haven't you read in the scriptures before? For example, Jeremiah said, before you were formed in the womb, I knew you. But these ones are no more in the womb. They are even, they are toddlers or they are infants, they are, they are children. So the one in the womb, even in the womb, I knew. I ordained before the womb or in the womb. So you probably are messing around with tomorrow's king of your nation. Tomorrow's military leader. Or tomorrow's richest man on earth. So, in other words, God sees children like he sees adults. Can you imagine addressing the prophet Jeremiah? He said, You are just coming to terms with your assignment, but it has always been before you are formed in the womb. And God will never change the way he looks and addresses them, whether as infants or as... Come on, Jesus. When they heard Jesus and Simeon came in, he prophesied, he looked at him and said, Hey, this one, <laughs> we stand for the salvation and then the judgment of many. Huh? He said, and you, madam, a sword will pierce your heart. Just looking at the baby. Can't you see that God doesn't look at things the way we look at things? You see why we have to be a little more careful with how we handle our children? We should be more deliberate. That's what this verse is saying. It's children's day. We should be more interested and more involved. And get them to be more involved in your life. You know why? They learn more by observation. 
If you see a child from a smiling home, it's not difficult to know. The moment you appear and you look at the child, she gives you a smile. But if you see a child from a troubled home, dysfunctional home, when you look at her or him, he looks at you, want to be because he thinks you're going to do him, he will have some evil. So what are the premium that even Jesus placed on them? Let me turn to Matthew 18, 3 to 5 quickly. And he said, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as, a, I mean, as little children, fine, you are such a sophisticated person, and we all respect that. But Jesus is saying, except Come on. You take all these qualities that you used to have, which we don't see anymore. You may make things a little difficult for yourself. It says, and become as little children. Go ahead. You will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. But you know what's happening there? At that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, who then is greatest? Can you see the problem of adults? Who then is greatest in the kingdom? Are you talking of the kingdom? I'm glad you're now becoming kingdom conscious. Not just world conscious like most people are, even Christians. They're just carnal conscious. But this will change. The one that will not change is kingdom. So God, you are thinking kingdom. And, but see what they're thinking. Who is the greatest? Full of competition and struggle. And they brought their struggle and their strife to Jesus. Say true. Who, who, is, who, is, who, who is the greatest in the kingdom amongst us? Huh. We don't think that way in the kingdom. The kingdom thinks like a child. Except you begin to think like it converted. Repent of what you are doing and thinking. And please, go back and pick up, imbibe those qualities that you used to have. Like a child. Say, so you have trouble. Adults have the problems everywhere. The simplicity, the vulnerability, the trusting nature of children are the things that make for growth and exploits in the kingdom. You are thinking of the greatest and you are striving amongst yourselves. Are you really talking about the kingdom? Here in the kingdom is downside up. It's not upside down. Except you become like a child. And the arrogance of performance or of attainment of Say you have to please remove that cap. Then we can talk about the kingdom. Can you see the premium that Jesus placed on children? And that's why we guide them. Say, please don't involve them in your ignorance and your lack of understanding. Don't oppress them. Don't crush their self-esteem for me. Leave them. If you cannot enhance this quality in them, why don't you? Some of us husbands and wives, when we have conflicts, we bring our children as tools. John, yes, mommy, tell your daddy that his food is ready. John, tell your mommy that she's not talking to me. Mommy, he said that you tell you she's not. What are you doing? Please don't dump your weaknesses on them at this early age. You're going to make life more difficult for them. Don't involve them in such things. If you can't solve the problem, pray to God to help you. What do you call it? Encapsulate your children from your own problems. You and your husband, you and your wife. 
so you don't make their life difficult for them. Don't deny your children of either. If you have it, don't deny them of their father or deny them of their mother's love. Don't. You may have problem with each other, which you should solve, by the way. So you cannot appreciate the terrible thing that is happening in our country when underage boys and girls are now being given guns to go and fight. Use them to go blow themselves up in different. And as a nation and as the government, we are struggling with, we, we don't even know how to solve it. God, we continue to have mercy on us in Jesus' name. I can give you more talking about the premium that God places on children. So before I leave this, then what do you do? The Bible says to train up a child in the way that he should go, and when he grows, he will never depart from it. Proverbs chapter 22. So the training begins now. Even if you don't make, if, even if it's not formal, they observe, they learn by observation. They will replicate exactly how you talk, how you move, how you do things, and before your eyes, they'll begin to do it better than you. You never call them to sit down with a chalk and blackboard to teach. No, 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 no. You never told them, please memorize this. No, they just, they were watching you. So train them up. What I was trying to do earlier is to let them know that, look, there's a lot to gain from the Word of God. And how do you do it? Say it to yourself. And I dare tell you parents now, say the Word of God to them. Declare it over them. Let them know that this is who you are. This is who the Bible says you are. And I'm telling you, this is who you are. Like the mother of Tony Compolo would tell him. Say it to them. Tell them. If it's difficult for you to tell your husband, I love you, tell your son, tell your daughter. Tell your, I mean, if you've got to tell your wife, I love you, come on, don't deny these children of love. That I do it is more than do. Say it and do it. Somebody shall praise the Lord. If when they see you, they shake and they run, you have a problem. Go and repent and ask God to forgive and help you. They should be fierce with you. And at the same time, then that when, it, when discipline comes, you will discipline them appropriately. Uh, you say, no, you shouldn't discipline them. What do you mean? Even God chastises us. See, the father only chastises the child that he loves. So turn up a child in the way that he should go and when he's grown up. And all through the Old Testament, I, 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 I realized how God did it, and it's still the same today. He said, how? He said, look, this book of the law, take it seriously, okay? Let me, in the book of Deuteronomy, you see it in many places. For example, one verse says, teach them to your children, and you shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk in the way, when you lie down and when you are awake. So involve them. Say it to them. And that's what Jesus was saying. Don't crush them. Protect them. Shield them. Say so what you realize that they will be. It was, I heard the prayer. They will stand at the gate. And as it really, they will stand at the gate against the enemy. But as far as the covenant is concerned, they will do more than that. Say they will possess the gifts of their enemies. You know what? It, the only way it is put in the TPT and the message said they will fight your battles and defend you in the future. As arrows are in the hand of the mighty. Yeah, that's the one. If you look at that one, verse 127 in the TPT, and said they will grow up and fight your battle. Said, I mean, arrows in the hand of a warrior. Glory be to God in the highest. I remember when I was leaving and I had to go quickly to the U.S. Pastor Jay just came back a day before from his own programs. He stopped by the house. 
got into the house around past nine. When I saw he was still living, I said, it's getting late, you've got to go. He left. The following morning, I said, I'm traveling. He said, for what? I said, I need to check myself. He said, to where? I said, U.S. There he came with his kids. He said, let us go. And everywhere I went and everything I did, he was right there. Where they would not let anybody enter. They allowed him. And when they would talk to me, talk to me, they would talk to him. He would begin to talk to them. And I'm like, can you imagine? I was speaking for him. Arrows in the hand of the mighty. So are your children. Such are your children. In the name of Jesus. My life journey, you know, I'm peculiar. Like where I find myself sometimes, I'm like, God, he said, come on, keep on going. I thank God for Tulu. I thank God for Toby. That's why I can still stand before you today. Confident. That he who began a good work never stopped midway. He will perfect it even until the coming of the master. Train up your children. You know what God is saying? He said, you are becoming more, if you do what this, you are becoming more sensitive to their assignment. Divine assignment. So you are becoming more sensitive to God's succession plan. Whether you like it or not. From the day you were born, you began to move towards the end. But God will not let you get there without somebody that is standing up. Some people that are standing that are ready to go beyond where you will stop. And while they are going, some are rising. That's the way God has made the system. Come on, be the best tool in the hand of God by taking care of those children. Come on, declare, say, my children are head and not here. Above only, never beneath. In the name of Jesus. You use your mouth to declare. And that's what I was saying. I said, there's no gap. When you leave a gap, the witch looks at you. The wicked looks at you. Say, so why are you talking about the wicked? Because they do exist. Come on. If you want the devil to finish you, refuse to believe that there are devils. Then you'll be saying that God is a liar. There is hell and there are devils. There are principalities, there are powers, there are wicked spirits. It's in the Bible. So if you do not declare or speak the word over your children, then you leave them open for the words that others will be speaking. But you are the one that primarily should be speaking into their lives and speaking over them. And that's what I mean by gap. Don't leave a gap. Even if your child is 40 years old, speak. You still have that authority. You command that's right. You still have the capacity to speak it through to be. Faith is believing and speaking. And there be results. Shall we rise? I want you to open your mouth and give God all the glory, first of all. Give him praise, give him honor, worship him and bless him. And begin to declare over your children. You may declare in a thanksgiving, I thank God for this boy, I thank God for this girl, I thank God for what? I mean, come on, begin to declare. Grace shall be his peace, grace shall be her peace in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Distractions will be far from him in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth, you are the parents. Come on, declare. Hallelujah. Open your mouth, open your mouth boldly. Never mind, she's, I mean, he's 30 years old or she's 40 years old, you are still the parent. Declare. Begin to declare that before him or before her, ah, the crooked shall be made straight in the name of Jesus. God be fight her battles. Hallelujah. You grow up in the natural admission of the Lord. Hallelujah. Oh yeah, you still grow up in the wisdom of God. The Bible says, I mean, Jesus Christ as he grew in the physical, he grew in wisdom and he grew in favor. Come open your mouth. Open your mouth. The least you can do for your children is to declare the word of God constantly over their lives and when you talk to them, let them know that you know this is who you in the name of Jesus. You'll be surprised that you'll be counting some lies of the devil. You'll be dismantling some lies from hell in the name of Jesus. And you have the capacity. The power of God is in your mouth. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Uh-huh. Even if they don't understand, they're saying, I made a mistake. I'm the, you declare the word of God. Say, well, you might have made a mistake. God will turn it around. Declare with your mouth. Say clearly and boldly. Ma shatala bayakaseria. Porobokoskuria. Batarabah. 
command the mountains to fall flat before them in the name of Jesus. Command the valleys to fill up before them in the name of Jesus. Let every kingdom of opposition be subdued before them in the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and declare. Declare. Speak a blessing over them. In Jesus' name we pray. What were the women bringing the children for? That Jesus might lay hands on them. Lay hands on your children. Glory be to God in the highest. Lay hands on them. Declare what God has declared. Oh, I feel the fire. I feel it. I feel the fire struggling. Glory be to God in the highest. Speak and lay hands. Hallelujah. You, you'll be bigger than me. You'll be smarter than me. You'll be head and not tail. Above only, you'll possess the gifts of your enemies in the name of Jesus. You'll fulfill your time in the name of Jesus. I mean, declare, 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 and lay your hands and bless them. Glory be to God in the highest. Somebody said, he said, it is the symbolic and formal way in the Hebrew culture to invoke the Holy Ghost on a person, on a person for healing, for deliverance, for promotion, for blessing. Lay your hands. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Lay your hands on your daughter. Lay your hands on your son. Change the course of the lives of the devil in their lives. Come on, somebody shout hallelujah. Your hallelujah is too weak for me. Shout it again. Shout it again. And every person here, whether you already have a child or you don't have, or you have grandchildren or great grandchildren, say, I and the children that God has given unto me, we are for signs and wonders in our generations. In the name of Jesus. Repeat it. I and the children that God has given unto me, we are for signs and wonders in our generations. Hallelujah. One more time. I and the children that God has given unto me, we are for signs and wonders in our generations. In the name of Jesus. Come on, give the Lord a big shout of hallelujah. that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. P.O. Box 698, Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you.